0: Hey everyone, welcome to today's Take Heart, hope you're doing okay. We're moving in September just to remind you from doing Take Heart every day to doing Take Heart just twice a week on a Monday and a Friday. And uh, it feels to me that September at least is going to usher in something of a new season of everything that we're going through. And one of the questions that I've been asking just off the back of that is, is there a key lesson that I want to take with me into that time? And the key lesson is the one that we've talked about repeatedly over the last 150 or so days. And uh, it's, for me at least, it's if I'd known this was coming, I would have, I would have got closer to Jesus. And um, in, that's what I want to carry with me into the months ahead, uh, this, this pursuit of Jesus more and more. And of course, the big question off the back of that is, well, what does that look like and how do we go about it? One of the people that inspires me um, in this is Daniel in the Old Testament. He was taken from his home in Jerusalem as a young man, ends up in Babylon, and uh, towards the end of his life, there's a regime change, and some of his political enemies conspire against him, and they effectively trick the king into issuing a law that says if anyone prays to anyone else apart from the king, Darius, Uh, For 30 days, they are going to be executed by being thrown to some giant hungry lions. And uh, they're doing it to try and trap Daniel. And the trap works because when Daniel hears there's been a law issued, this is what he does. Now, bear in mind, by this point, Daniel is probably around 80 or so years old. This is what happened. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, in other words, when he learned he was going to get killed if he prayed to anyone other than Darius... This is what he did. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. 3 times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help, and of course they capture him. It's not hard to capture Daniel praying. Why? Because even after this law was issued, he went back to the same place where he always prayed, at the same time that he always prayed, and he opened the windows and looked in the same direction that he always looked in when he prayed, and he prayed. The same place, the same time, looking in the same direction. One of the questions I ask of Daniel's life, and I ask it because I want to learn for myself, is how does he manage to live a life where he's so deeply involved in the world around him, a culture so different from Um, from one that shared his belief in God, right at the heart of it, the keyest of key workers, and yet um, be faithful to God. And if we want an answer to that, surely it has to be that Daniel had just depth to him, rooted in God. And that didn't happen in an instant or a moment. You can't microwave that. That happened week by week, month by month, year by year of him going to the same place at the same time and looking in the same direction. Psalm one talks about, um, gives us these two images. One is of a tree that's rooted by streams of water that bears its fruit in season. And the other is the image of the quote unquote wicked who get blown away like chaff. And the image of chaff comes from when you would thresh your, your wheat, your grain to sift the good from the bad. You would kind of, One way of doing that would be to toss it in the air and the heavy grain would fall back, the good stuff, and the straw and everything else would get blown away by the wind. So it is with the wicked, not so with the tree that's rooted down deep. The image comes from an arid and dry, obviously part of the world, the Middle East, where even if the streams on the surface stopped flowing, there'd be these underground rivers that the tree could draw strength from. And it's this image of the righteous and the wicked, the positive one being, that those who are righteous, it, it talks about just rooting, being rooted and, and um, established. The image from Psalm 1 is in the Torah, but for us it would apply to just relationship in all its fullness with God, being established in him. Um, and when we're established like that, what it means is that we can wear, we can weather storms. And there's a weightedness, a ballast, a stability to us, come what may and whatever challenges we find ourselves facing. That's what I want to be, like a tree. And there's this Chinese proverb that I came across recently that said, the best day to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best day to plant a tree is today. Um, and uh, how you plant a tree, how we establish ourselves in relationship with Jesus, is one way anyway, is by going to the same place at the same time and looking in the same direction the same place. Daniel went back to this room. Even though he was obviously an official who'd worked in palaces and, I don't know, law courts and all sorts of places like that, three times a day he would go back to his place of prayer. And we don't have to have a place of prayer, but there's a real value, I think, for us in having somewhere that is like a physical space. This is where I go when I pray. Um, When I became a teenager, for me, when I became a teenager, when I became a Christian when I was a teenager, I used to have a field that I would walk through regularly, and that was my place. It took me five minutes to walk through it, but that was my place where I prayed whenever I walked there. Um, I know that uh, Mike, he's talked on Take Heart about he has two chairs at the bottom of his garden, one for him and one for his Bible. That's his place. For me these days, it tends to be sitting on top of the tumble dryer, um, because most of the other rooms, including my front room, have got kids sleeping in them at the moment. And so that's my place. But there's a value in having a place. What's your place where you go to pray? Same time, uh, three times a day for Daniel. And what I find particularly interesting about this is that Daniel is a busy guy, you know? I think I'm busy. I go on about how busy I am. I'm like, oh my word, I've got four kids. I've got like, you know, I serve in a church. Daniel is running an empire, basically the size of Europe. He is a seriously important person. And yet, for all the demands that he had on his time, three times a day, he would leave wherever he was, which must have been inconvenient, go back to his place where he prayed, and he would get down on his knees and he would pray and give thanks to God three times a day. Now, I'm not suggesting for us we do that three times a day, but uh, what about once a day? What about, what about rearranging our diaries so that that became for us a priority, And I've said it before, but the biggest wake-up call for me was seeing how when I fell in love with Beth and then when I had my kids, I was happy to rearrange my calendar because I wanted to be a good husband or I wanted to be a good father. Well, I want to be a good son to my heavenly father. And I want to be a good ambassador for the kingdom and I want to go for it with all I have for Jesus. If I want to do that genuinely, then the way to go about that, first and foremost, is to be with him. And when we understand how necessary that is, then we're willing to pay the price to rearrange our time that we might have space with him. It doesn't need to be a long period of time, but for you, and for, for if we're developing a habit of this, start small, but start now. You know, it might be five minutes a day. If that's too much, five minutes every other day and we grow it from there. Again, for Mike, I remember him telling me back in the day when he used to work for Harvey Nichols department store in London, his time was his lunch break. He would go and find a bench, that's where he had a particular bench he'd sit on, and he would spend his lunch break praying and reading his Bible. For me these days, it tends to be early in the morning um, before my kids get up, and the amount of time I have just depends on how long it is before they actually wake up. Uh, So it's not as long as I want a lot of the time. But that's my time. Um, What's your time? And finally, he looked in the same direction. Uh, He opened the windows that faced Jerusalem and he prayed in that direction. And the symbolism of that is that the place, Jerusalem was the place where God's temple was going to be rebuilt. Daniel may well have seen it destroyed just before he left Jerusalem. But that's the place where the temple was going to be rebuilt. It's a symbol of where God lived. He looked towards God. I think it's incredible that he's there in the heart of Babylon, but his eyes are looking to heaven. And for us, it's, that picture is profound, I think. It's we live in the midst of our world, in the midst of our families, in the midst of our jobs, in the midst of our communities, with all the challenges uh, that they bring to us, but our eyes are to be fixed on him. And I don't know about you, but I cannot go very long Um, you know with my eyes off him before I start to despair you know before I look at the world and get depressed or I look at myself and I get even more depressed and I need to regularly come back to fix my eyes on him this is how we grow doesn't happen in an instant or a moment but in a lifetime day by day week by week month by month year by year best day to plant a tree 20 years ago Second second best day to plant a tree, this one, today. Plant a tree, become a tree.